Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Uh, we are glad that each of you are here with us today. Today is a, a special day um, as we recognize our international missions and our parade of flags this morning that will take place in just a moment. If you are a guest, we welcome you here today. We're glad that you're with us for worship. There is a tear out that is attached to the bulletin. If you are a guest and you're here today, we would invite you to fill out the information that's on the front side of that tear out and to place it in our offering plate as that goes by later in our service. On the back of that tear out is a place for prayer concerns. If you have something that a member of our staff or another member of our church could be in prayer for you this week, we would encourage you to fill that out and place it in the offering plate as well. There's a note on the bottom of the back of the tear out about ordering poinsettias for the Christmas season. The final day to do that is this coming Tuesday. Um, And so if if you want to do that by this Tuesday, please fill out this and place it in the offering plate or call the church office at the beginning of this coming week. There are several announcements and things to be aware of that are printed in your bulletin and in the insert in your bulletin. Keith will mention some of those in a little while, but one I did want to mention is that this afternoon at three o'clock in the Lighthouse Room, we will have our second brainstorming session as we think about the long-range planning um, and the future of of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Uh, If you were not able to come to the first one, we would encourage you to come to this one today, and then there will be one more happening this coming Tuesday at 6.30, and that will also take place in the Lighthouse Room. A few things I did want to mention as well is that as the adult luncheon is coming up soon, the final day to RSVP for the adult lunch and play is this coming Thursday, so please contact Candy or the church office if you plan to attend. And also on the back of your bulletin, uh, there is a correction that needs to be made. The fellowship meal this week, the menu for this coming Wednesday is pork chops, rice and gravy, broccoli casserole, rolls, and dessert. And so I wanted to make uh, make you aware of of that change. And then also, just a few minutes ago, Daryl came up to me and mentioned that the Boy Scout uh, food bags are being picked up um, this coming Friday. If you did not, yes. Saturday, sorry, this coming Saturday. If you did not receive a door hanger on your door from the Boy Scouts, uh, you could certainly bring canned food items to church with you next Sunday. And so we want to remember that as we think about the Boy Scout canned food drive. We are very glad that each of you are here with us for worship this morning at Boiling Springs Baptist. I pray that each of us would prepare our hearts as we prepare to worship today and to serve as we leave later this morning.
may be seated. Good morning. Welcome to this special service here this November, cool November morning here at Boiling Springs Baptist and are so glad that you are here. I'm grateful that I serve a God whose message of love in Jesus Christ extends to all people in all places. And this morning, if you were a guest with us or saw what we experienced this morning for the first time, I hope it was a very moving time for you. Many of you have seen this for countless years, but uh, I hope and pray that this emphasis uh, on international missions uh, is always a meaningful and significant time for this church body. I do want to, as Alan said, let me just remind you of a few things quick as we continue with our worship this morning. But again, this afternoon at three o'clock is a, uh, another brainstorming session. And I did want to mention that this evening at 530, there will be a daycare program here in the sanctuary. And immediately following the service, I would love for some strong men to be willing to help move this pulpit. It will come down today and go back up later tonight uh, with the help of some daycare dads. Hopefully moms can help as well, but just saying, you know, um, but we need to move this immediately following the service. And so if you could help with that, it would be, uh, we would certainly be grateful, but come and support our daycare and our children. We have probably more church families involved in our daycare now than ever, or at least in the last several years. And so uh, there's multiple reasons for you to come, but come and support the workers and the kids and the families this evening at 5:30. And then let me remind you of two very important times in the life of our church, but next Sunday evening, not tonight, but a week from tonight, November the 24th at six o'clock in the LEC, we will have a Garden Web Community Bowling Springs Baptist Thanksgiving combined Thanksgiving dinner. The church will provide the meat, the bread and the drinks. We are asking you to bring a, a plentiful basket of food. I know for a fact we'll have at least 35 to 40 college students here when you combine the choir and the Joyful Hands group from Gardner Webb and some friends of theirs. And then, you know, beyond that, we always have others that are faithful each year in coming. And so uh, we could, we'll have a good number of college students here. And if you're here this morning, and I know we have a few college students here, please plan on coming this next Sunday night. We'll be glad to have you at six o'clock. You'll have a home cooked meal and, and some good fellowship. Also that Tuesday, November 26th, a week from this coming Tuesday evening, here in the sanctuary at 6.30, combined churches in the area will gather for a community Thanksgiving service. This is always a special time to come together. That evening, we'll collect some funds for the Cleveland County Rescue Mission, which has an open house this afternoon, I saw in the bulletin. But uh, Rusty Strapp will be speaking, the former baseball coach here at Garden Webb, and uh, you'll be in store for just a wonderful evening. And so please be mindful of all of those. Before we go into prayer this morning, uh, continue to remember Sue Rash. She was planning to come home from the hospital. She had a fall uh, last weekend and uh, spent some time in the hospital this week and will be, should have been coming home Friday and then Saturday and hopefully today, not coming home, excuse me, to White Oak uh, for rehab. So Sue Rash, again, pray for her as she will be moving hopefully to White Oak today. And then continue to remember Charles Bridges as he's having some struggles, but seeing uh, some improvement, but just uh, continue to be in prayer for him at this time. I'm going to give you just a moment at the beginning of our prayer time to offer a word of praise, a word of thanksgiving, maybe to lift up a concern that you're bringing in here that's on your heart today. And then I will lead us in our time of prayer. Will you pray with me now? Gracious God, we're thankful and we praise you that you're a God for all people in all places, for all, in all lands, in all times. Help us to be faithful in communicating, planting seeds, and sharing the love of Jesus to whom all we come in contact. 
Lord, we are grateful for your presence in our lives. We're grateful for the way that you work in us, in our church, and in our community. We're grateful for the ways that you work in the world. But Father, we confess that we often don't always see that. We want to see more fruit. We want to see more people discipled. We want to see more growing in their faith. But Lord, we do know that you are at work. Father, help us to tune our hearts and our minds that we may see, that we may hear, and that we may more clearly follow your will for our lives. We do pray for the nations. We do pray for the leaders in our world today. We pray that they would be people who pursue peace and justice and mercy. Father, we pray for the leaders in our own nation, that you would give them wisdom and others as well. But Lord, we do pray for all those in places of leadership. Father, you have called us to serve our families, our church, our community, our state, our nation, but you've also called us to be citizens of the world. And so, Father, help us to be faithful in the ways that we can make this world a better place by not only pursuing you first and foremost, but by sharing of your love and by serving others and loving one another as we love ourselves. Father, this morning we do pray for those within this church fellowship, within this community that are struggling at this hour, for those that just simply need, that simply are struggling with the not enough. I pray, Lord, that you would provide for their needs. God, for Sue Rash and for others who are struggling physically, Charles Bridges, we do pray for your healing mercies on their body. God, we're grateful, again, for your presence in our lives. We're grateful for your presence here with us today. May you work, may you move, and lead us all into closer fellowship with you. When we leave this place today, may we say it's good to have been in the house of the Lord. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next hymn is hymn number 269, We All Are One in Mission. 269, if you are able, please stand and join in singing.
Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come and worship you. Just help us to be loyal and faithful with our giving. Help us to think not of ourselves, but of the community and of everyone who is in need. Be with us now as we continue in our worship service and prepare our hearts to receive the word that you would have for us. Amen. Verses 26 through 29. It will also be on the screen. Words of, excuse me, he also said, words of Jesus here, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk and then the head and then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. Also reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. 
Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. May God add his blessing to the reading and preaching of his word this morning.
Thank you, choir. The reason we pray, the reason we give, the reason we go is because Jesus paid it all. Thank you. Thank you, choir, for reminding us of that. I want to thank our missions committee as I begin this time this morning. Uh, They work hard throughout the year in challenging and promoting and uh, encouraging different uh, mission endeavors for our congregation, but never the harder uh, than during this time of the year, these last couple months. And so I don't have all your names here. And if I tried to do that this morning, I know I would miss one. And so please, you know who you are, but if you know someone on the missions committee, thank them because what just happened at the beginning of the service didn't take place just with one night of planning, uh, but multiple phone calls and messages left and, and securing individuals to carry flags. And so thank you for that. Um, We need to be careful as a congregation that for those of you that have been here, for us that have been here for several years, that what took place this morning, that this service and the flags that were carried and were paraded, as we call it a parade of flags, paraded throughout the sanctuary, does not become the norm, does not become just routine, does not just become something that, that we do. We need to be careful that it does not become like the little kid at Christmas as we begin to move closer into that. I couldn't help but think of that illustration this morning of the kid who wanted all year to get a certain gift. And that time come, Christmas morning, and he's unwrapping gifts and unwraps two or three gifts and it's not there, the one gift that he was hoping for all year. And then finally, the last package is that one toy that he had been wanting for for some time. And he tears into it and then he plays all day, he couldn't be happier. But then something terrible happens near the end of the day. The toy doesn't break. Broken toys can be fixed. But the toy becomes old. And so my hope and prayer is that what took place in here this morning and our our kickoff for international missions never becomes routine, never becomes just something that we do, but it is truly expressing the heart of our people is to take the love of God and to share it with the world. This year, we've had several local efforts in mission endeavors. We've had fish fries that supported, uh, of course, an international mission trip. We've had fish fries that supported local mission endeavors with our food pantry. We've had a wonderful vacation Bible school this summer. Um, we've had different, again, different local missions emphasis, and we've uh, taken a, a group and several that had never been, not only out of the country, but several who had never been out of the country on a mission trip this summer Guatemala. These experiences that I was first afforded when I was in college at Garden Web in the 90s uh, were life-changing. And there are stories that today, regardless of whether you take an international mission trip every year, these are things that are impressed upon you that have great significance and great importance as you continue to grow and as we all mature. Things that will stay with us. We have a long way to go in our desire to be more effective missionaries and missional people here in our local community and also around the world. We have a long way to go, but we are making steps to help others see, hear, and experience the love of God in a personal way. We would all agree that we want to see more. We want to see more missional efforts here within our congregation, within our local community, our state, our nation, and our world. We want to see and know that God is moving and drawing people to himself. But unfortunately, we don't always see the harvest, the fruit, the results of the harvest like we would want to see. The sermon this morning reminds us and where we are headed is reminding us that God is at work. He has been at work. He is at work and he will continue to be at work in local congregations here in the community of Cleveland County. But throughout our state, nation and our world people, God is at work in the lives of his children this morning. 
These are tough days for the church. Regardless of numbers, regardless of ministries that uh, have to be tweaked and changed and altered at times, we need to know that God is at work. And we've seen this here at Bowling Springs Baptist in some different ways over the last several months. God is at work among many of our younger adults here, some of our young parents. But I say younger adults, last Sunday we ordained probably the youngest deacon, I don't know for a fact, but I think it could be the youngest deacon this church has ever ordained in its history last Sunday. But it was a wonderful time of worship and celebrating what God is doing and hearing what God is doing in the life of one of our young adults. And God is at work in this area. He's at work through uh, some difficult times for some leaders recently here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Amid the trials and amid the difficulty, God is at work. God is at work stirring the hearts of many here at Boiling Springs Baptist Church to extend care to those within our community that are simply struggling and are going through a hard time. We see that in some practical ways through the food pantry and the, the, the ministry that that offers, but we also see it through some other personal ways. As the office and the staff and others may know of individuals that are going through difficult times and, and just life has dealt them some things recently and I'm, I'm glad to see and pleased to see how God is moving among this church and among its members to care for those that are within need. It's awesome to see how God stirred the hearts of several this last year, again, who traveled outside of the United States to Guatemala. The good news is that God is here and at work locally and around the world. This last week, as I'm preparing for this day and thinking of the flags and thinking of the significance of this day, I was reading an article. I think it, this one came through the IMB, International Mission Board, and it was reminding us of how God is working in the country of Iran right now. There are small churches, no mega churches in Iran, small churches that are beginning to grow house churches in Iran. Um, it was a tremendous article, and I'd be glad to point that to you. In Guatemala, God is at work uh, planting seeds through the ministry of the Good Shepherd's Children's Home and Medical Clinic through the missionary work of Vicki and Roger Grossman. That work is growing among our people and our interest in what they are doing there in Guatemala. Two of our CBF missionaries, who I went to school with here at Gardner-Webb in the 90s, Matt and Michelle Norman, are missionaries in Barcelona, Spain. And in just, uh, just a, probably just a few seconds here, we're going to see a two-minute video clip of a message uh, that they put together specifically for Bowling Springs Baptist Church. At the very beginning, you'll hear them say, thank you, Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Not only do we give the CBF Global Missions in our offerings that we take up, uh, and also the uh, Southern Baptist International Mission Board offerings, but uh, we also give to Matt and Michelle Norman, they are in our budget for, I think it's $500, a designated gift to uh, be over and, ab over and above what we give in our mission efforts here through our offerings as well. And so they're talking about how God is at work in their community of Barcelona, Spain, in the Catalon Catalonia area. I not, not, may not be pronouncing that right. But um, let's, let's see that short video clip. These are, again, Matt and Michelle Norman. Matt, uh, or excuse me, Michelle is from uh, Cary, North Carolina. And Matt and his family uh, were missionaries growing up. And I believe Georgia is maybe his hometown. But let's watch this short clip from Matt and Michelle Norman Good in morning, Spain. Good Springs Baptist from Barcelona, Spain. Good morning. We're Matt and Michelle Norman, your CBF field personnel, ministering in Barcelona, Spain. We've served in Barcelona area nearly seven years. In the region of Spain where we live is called Catalonia. If you visit Barcelona, you will notice that the official language is actually Catalan, although most people also speak Spanish. 
The Catalan people are a different ethnic group with their unique language, history, and culture, and their history has often put them at odds with the rest of Spain. In Catalonia, most people have abandoned the church. In fact, in a recent survey, only 3% of respondents considered religion as one of their three most important values. And according to Pew Research, Spain is the fifth most atheistic country in the world. The churches here are small and they are under-resourced. A large part of the work with which we are engaged involves resourcing these local churches and encouraging them in their efforts to reach out to their communities. We also see that an important part of our work is supporting area pastors. Most pastors are bivocational. Working two or more jobs while serving in ministry and trying to make time for family can be extremely challenging. This past spring, we had the privilege of starting a pastor connection group to give pastors and their families time to learn together, provide support for one another, and have time with others who understand the unique challenges of ministering in our environment. In addition to our local ministry, Matt and I are the area coordinators for the Europe region of CBF Global Missions. This means we represent CBF at the European Baptist Federation and with other European partners like Refugee Highway Partnership. We also provide leadership for the CBF field personnel in Europe. Gifts to CBF's offering for global mission provide for our presence in Barcelona. Financial support to our ministry fund at CBF provides for our local ministry. We are grateful support of both of these areas so that we can live and minister in Barcelona and throughout Europe. daughter, I think maybe it's, her name is Caden, is currently a student at UNC Wilmington. And so they are in Spain and she is here enjoying uh, her and having a wonderful freshman year. But continue to remember them, just two of our many missionaries that we support in different ways here through our ministry at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. The problem is, as we think about God at work, and we think about God at work here in our community, we think about God at work in Spain or Guatemala or wherever it may be, we wish we could always see everything that he's doing. We wish we could always understand what God is up to. Which brings us back to our text this morning. The farmer is planting his seed and then it grows. He doesn't understand exactly how it happens. The seed becomes a blade and the blade develops a head and the head produces the grain. And then the farmer harvests his crop. At first glance, we can conclude that Jesus is encouraging indifference. After all, the text in verse 27 says after the farmer planted his seed that uh, he would sleep and rise night and day. And so on a first reading, a first glance, it could be that the farmer just goes out and plants his seed and goes back into the house and just doesn't do anything. But that is not what Jesus says. Um, It's not this idea of just plant the seed and don't worry about it. It'll, It'll all work out. It's all okay. This is not the calling that grips the hearts of missionaries to leave their home and everything they've known and to go overseas. A deeper look reveals another insight. Rather than a a farmer planting his seed and watching it grow and then reaping the harvest, attention here is given to something or someone that is working behind the scenes to make something happen. Something is working behind the scenes to cause the growth, to cause the seed that turns into the blade, that turns into the grain. Today's passage is a story about how God works. This simple story suggests that God is at work in our world. 
God is asking us to be faithful. He's asking us to plant seeds through our words and our deeds. And then he's asking us to trust him that he will be at work as we are faithful to do what he has asked us to do. If we truly believe that God is at work in our world, we'll have a different perspective regarding two obstacles that uh, can hinder a productive Christian life or productive Christian living. And those two obstacles often invade our worlds and our thoughts as well. Those two obstacles are discouragement and impatience. You ever struggle with either of those? Now, don't look at anybody. Just, just think about it. Don't, 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 el- don't elbow anyone. But uh, think about that. How often does discouragement and impatience hinder us from living the productive Christian life that God has intended for us? When it comes to discouragement, we've all been there, right? Sometimes we feel like the sky is falling. Sometimes we feel that the external pressures are so heavy, we simply collapse under them. In occasions, we feel like the quote from Harry Emerson Fosdick, which says, that what we pull ourselves together with is broken. When we come to these places in our lives where we want to give up on life and ourselves, we need to hear again the lesson of the story in the first passage that we read today. God is at work, so don't despair. He's at work when we don't understand it. God will often work in mysterious ways to accomplish his divine plan. That's the way it is with the farmer. Jesus said he scatters the seed on the ground and then sleeps and rises each day. Now we could talk about germination and photosynthesis, but yet he knows something beyond him is happening, something mysterious. When the seed falls into the soil and begins to produce what it does, something is happening. Something is happening while the farmer is focusing on a meal or crops or animals or focusing on his family. There's other stuff that's going on. And it's the same is true as God is working in us and around us and in our world. To relate it to our day, we can't always explain the ways of God, but we know he is there and we know he's up to something. We know that he is at work. Hopefully most of us can look back on our own lives and see how God is working in us. Several years ago at graduation, I wrote a little piece that was in the Shelby Star that talked about the unscripted life. We have a certain script, if you will, that we write for our lives. And for those of us in here that have lived any length of time in our adult life knows that that script doesn't always work out like we had planned. I thought I would be in youth ministry for 20 something years maybe. I just loved youth ministry, I I loved it. And um, I was in youth ministry for 10 years and then became a pastor started the senior center, worked with a senior organization called the Baptist Retirement Homes in North Carolina, which Keith Dixon is now uh, working with, and then later come back to be a pastor. If you would have asked me in my young adult ministry life what my plans were for the future, a lot of those things would not have been included in there. But God has a way of working in us and among us and, and taking the script that we have written and saying, well, that's, that's nice. I'm glad you have a plan. I'm glad you want to follow me. But these are the plans that I have for you. God is at work. I can't help but think of how uh, God is at work when we can't always see it. And how one of the greatest examples in all of the scripture is the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. He was the favorite son of his father. He had a dream that all of his siblings would bow down to him. Now, you know, if you may not even know the whole story right now, you should probably know that's not going to work out too well for Joseph, even if you don't know that story too well. 
But Joseph had a dream that all his siblings would bow down to him. So he told him the dream. Well, not too long later, they wanted to kill him. But they decided not to kill him. We'll make some money off of him and we'll sell him. So they sold him to some slave traders. Later, Joseph had ended up in the home of Potiphar. And as he's there in, in Potiphar's home sir, uh, working as a servant, Potiphar's wife begins to make advances towards Joseph. Joseph declines those advances, and as a result of that, he's thrown in prison. Now later, I don't know how much later, but he gets out of prison, and he rises in popularity uh, among the Egyptians and among the land that he's living in. God was at work to protect this family and advance his people. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the brothers came down. They were in a famine, so they came down to Egypt. Joseph could have locked him up. He could have held bitterness in his heart. He could have done lots of different things to his brothers and to his family that was coming to seek his help. They didn't know it was Joseph when they came seeking help with some additional, some help with some grain. But Joseph knew that something was different about this moment. Joseph knew that the events that had happened in his life may just very well have happened for a reason. And he said these words in Genesis 45, I believe it is, uh, and now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, as he's talking to his brothers, for God sent me before you to preserve life. God was at work in Joseph's life, but there was also a bigger picture Joseph had no idea about. I'm sure he wondered where God was as his brothers sold him as a slave. I'm sure he wondered where God was as he, for doing what's right, stood up and did not uh, take advantage of Potiphar's wife and ended up in a cold, dark prison cell. He's probably wondering, how is God in this? Where is God in the midst of all of this? But God was at work. Just like the farmer doesn't see the plant grow, yet it happens, it's often in looking back we see the hand of God at work. God is at work. Don't despair. Remember those two obstacles, discouragement and impatience? Well, let's look at the second obstacle to productive Christian living, impatience. There are times when we all wonder, especially when we watch the world news or hear about maybe some horrible things on the news. It seems like that's the news people's goal. The first 10 minutes of every news broadcast is to talk about all the horrible things that are going on in our local communities. It's hard to wonder with all these things going on, how is God in this? How, what is God doing? Does he know what's going on in our world today? And if God is going to, and is God going to do something about it? Those times when we want to take matters into our own hands, we need to hear again the lesson of this story that God is at work. Don't panic. Think about verse 28. It says, first the blade, then the head, then the, then the mature grain. Growth must grow through a certain progression. It must go through a process. I'm not the same person that I was a few years ago, and I would grant it to say that that's true for all of us in the room this morning as well. Some of you know a little bit more about this progression and this process far greater than I do. You've seen God at work, and sometimes in the midst of the storm, you've wondered where he is, but now that you can look back on it, you see what God was doing amid the storms and amid the difficulties. The kingdom of God is like the farmer's growth process. This story, this story is not an encouragement for inactivity, but it is a warning against forging out our own and moving ahead of God. God is at work. Don't panic. In a day and age where many things happen that push our faith to the limits, why should we continue to believe that God has a plan and is working it out? Let me suggest three things as we begin to close this morning. Number one, our faith is rooted in the past. 
God has been at work in our past. He has worked in my past. He's worked in your past. In just a couple weeks, we will begin our Advent season, December the 1st. I encourage you to be here as we kick off this celebration of, of our Savior and Christ coming into the world. That night, we'll have a wonderful service of hanging of the greens with each element. Each will symbolize something about our Savior. It's a wonderful time. So God has been at work in our past. We're reminded of Jesus. We're reminded of the importance of Jesus. This baby that was born in the first century still has significant in the 20th. A man whose death set us free. God's work in the past through Jesus Christ provides a foundation for our faith. Church, God has been a God of the past. And our faith, or our faith is rooted in the past. Our faith is also rooted in the future. One day there will be a, a consummation of history. We can look at it and talk about it in different ways about what that will look like, but nevertheless, church, we believe and trust that God is on his throne and that he is working things out in the world and that one day in God's timing, he will consummate this earth. Our faith is also rooted in the present. And I ask you today, church, individuals, are you and I aware, are we conscious, are we, are we trying to discern what God is doing in the present? in our lives as individuals, in our family, in our church, in our community, among our close friends, among those to whom we relate? How is God at work in you and in me? And how is he calling us to a deeper commitment? I shared for a couple weeks about what it looks like for us to take that next step of faith. And the choir even sang a song about that. I believe it was last Sunday about that next step. What does that next step of faith look like for you and for me, as we realize what God is doing and that he is working in us and through us and among us, what does that next step look like? The great pulpiteer I referenced earlier, Harry Emerson Fosdick wrote, there are two kinds of faith in God. And listen to this quote. One says, if all goes well, if life is hopeful, prosperous, and happy, then I will believe in God. The other says, though the forces of evil triumph through everything goes wrong and Gethsemane comes and the cross looms, nevertheless, I will believe in God. Long before Fosdick wrote these words, Jesus expressed this sentiment in today's story. Even when we don't understand everything that is happening before our eyes, often when we don't see it, and even when it doesn't fit our timing, God is at work. Don't despair, don't panic, have faith that God is up to something. Keep being faithful. Missionaries, this church, you and I, keep being faithful. Plant seeds, share faith, make disciples. Keep praying, giving, and going. God is at work. God, I thank you for the fact that you are at work. I thank you for this simple truth that you've reminded us today through a simple parable. As the seed is thrown on the ground and the farmer goes on about life, there is something happening behind the scenes. There's something going on. And Lord, how we long to see that in a more clear and visible way, and tangible way each day to know that you are working in our lives and in the lives of our family and our church and our community and in our world. Oh, so God, help us to see the fruit of that. But Lord, help us to know that even when we don't, you are at work. Help us to not despair, to not panic, 
but help us to be patient. And as while we are waiting and while we are being patient, Father, help us to be faithful. Help us to throw the seed through our words and speaking about Jesus to people who desperately need to know him and to know that there's hope. Father, help us to be faithful in our speaking and help us to be faithful in our actions and in our deeds as well and showing others what this great love of God and what this great good news of God looks like. Father, stir our hearts today and work in us. Lead us to that next step of commitment to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're here today and you've never put your faith, you never made that first step in putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I would love to talk with you about that this morning. If you're here today and maybe you've done that, but maybe you're in the midst of two obstacles this morning, despair or impatience, allow the words of this closing hymn. It may not be one of your uh, most familiar hymns, but the tune certainly will be. But listen to the words in this hymn, God of the Fertile Fields. If you are here today and desire membership at Boiling Springs, please come and we would love to talk about that with you. Let's stand and sing together hymn number 668, God of the Fertile Fields. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Amen.